gay friend that makes your dad reach for his gun collection. Your mom say, you should date him. He's so handsome, Matt. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kim, and I've been drinking uh, tepid Smirnoff for the past half hour or so because my life is going great. You love to see it. Also, you love Kibby using their government name. If you can't tell, this is the drinking episode. <laughs> sure is. So we were supposed to watch, what were we supposed to watch? We were supposed to watch uh, Future Matt, you better fucking bleep that out. That's private content. Um, but we were supposed to watch and, and so me and Kibby had a discussion where we're like, we were going to do prom night because we did a movie that Kibby loves. Oh my God, the way I'm going to perfect. Um, Cause we did a movie that Kibby loves and I hate, and we were going to do the movie that I love. And then we were like, you know, it's a new podcast. We should try and be in on a conversation that's relevant. Also, it's fucking impossible to find. Right. Redacted is impossible to find. Um, aside from that, like we had a bunch of classics planned and then it, uh, something Kibby said in the last uh, episode was like, what is there to add to that conversation, right? Yes. <laughs> what is there to add to that conversation? So uh, newer horror movies obviously have more to add to the conversation, but fucking it was impossible to find. Um, and both of us, believe it or not, <laughs> work. So we were trying to find it an hour before this started and that didn't work out. So instead, we're uh, just going to do a little thing where we drink one. So we've had drinks, obviously. And two, uh, we're going to take horror trivia quizzes um, and we can make a drink. qualified. Uh, I mean, very that. Yes. Um, and then whenever one of us gets a question wrong, we're going to drink. Um, but before that, why don't we start with our hot takes? So to maintain some semblance of uh, normalcy, I guess, we're going to talk about our hot horror takes, which the, Kibby, should we start with like the good or the bad first? Because there's like two we're going to talk about. Let's start with the good. Okay, so the good, um, which I didn't realize was that Jamie Lee Curtis, my idol, has a trans daughter. Um, and the reason I realized that is that a People article came out uh, that was an interview between the two of them. So that's wonderful. Jamie Lee Curtis seems like a wonderful mom. Um, it was just like a conversation. Oh my God, what's her name? Ruby, yes. Okay, so Ruby uh, came out last year as trans. And it's just like a heartwarming article about Jamie Lee Curtis being fucking fantastic. Also hilarious that they list Ruby's profession as she edits for a video game YouTuber. I thought obsessed. that it was awesome. Simply obsessed. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, Jamie Lee Curtis couldn't have had a better response to just the idea of transness and understanding or trying to understand transness. Right, so Ruby had had partners previously who were men. And as Ruby was presenting as a man, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis apparently was very accepting of that, very okay with that. It was like a whole other thing, you know, when Ruby came out as trans, but essentially what Jamie Lee Curtis said about it was, you know, I'm going to make mistakes and I do make mistakes, but I'm trying my best to avoid big mistakes and to learn. 
I, I mean, she literally called herself a student, which is like chef's kiss. Honestly, chef's kiss. Um, And to anyone who's like listening to this and being like, well, that's insane that Jamie Lee Curtis was at the interview. I mean, to be fair, one, Jamie Lee Curtis is the famous name. So <laughs> if they're going to cover, they're going to include Jamie Lee Curtis. Aside from that, like Ruby's a very private person. Um, you know, she mentions explicitly in the um, interview that like she tries to be a private person, tries to stay on the spotlight and that they were trying to do like an interview in order to um, just bring awareness and like inspire people, which is fine. Um, and speaking as your um, local beloved non-binary phenomenon. Oh yeah, Kippy's trans. <laughs> yes. Um, I really appreciated just her acknowledgement of the fact that it's okay to make mistakes because I think something a lot of people don't realize when it comes to pronouns and keeping pronouns consistent um, when it comes to trans people or non-binary people, people tend to find that very, um, intimidating yes and I I personally I can't really speak for anyone else um but I I can't imagine why it would be different from anyone else um oh pardon me I'm just trying to find a spot in my messy ass room for this (laughs) excuse me not to interrupt your I can't believe I just said that while you're having this nice monologue about transness Jesus fucking Christ it's the drinking episode (laughs) y'all It'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think people find pronouns daunting for that reason. And um, I, more than anything, want people to try. <laughs> I want people to want to learn um, right. and expand their lexicon as mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis is doing. So I, um, I appreciate both her and her daughter right now, having read that article. Yeah, I mean, I've, like, a lot of the people that I know or I have talked to over the years, like, purposefully or not, who are, like, not as in the know, let's say, about the whole pronoun game, you know, I think there's this whole attitude about, like, well, I'm going to get wrong, and then it's going to be a whole thing anyway, so, like, why should I even bother, because I'll just get it wrong, and I don't want to get it wrong, it's, like, it's better to try, you know, with, like, pronouns and stuff than to just say, well, if I might get it wrong, so I'm just not going to bother. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Um, I think there's a bit of an attitude of that. Although I will say, I'm not a trans person, so maybe I don't have a place to say this. But like, um, I think sometimes, like, it is okay to uh, say the wrong pronoun. It happens, especially like, it's much easier to not get the wrong pronoun. Like, for example, like people who are non-binary, especially I feel like. Um, a lot of friends and stuff will like have difficulty switching the pronoun because in a lot of cases, I mean, being non-binary is not a new concept, but a lot of people who are non-binary, like it's become more of a known concept recently. So more people are realizing that they're non-binary. Yeah, alternative pronouns in general, um, I think have, have, or specifically, I should say, have um, been the real turning point, I think. Right. But that also means that there's a lot of relationships wherein before people were going by different pronouns, whereas like, of course, that's the same thing for like trans women and trans men. But like, 
there are there are more cases of trans women and trans men who introduce themselves as their appropriate pronouns from the start. And when you are introduced to someone as the appropriate pronouns from the start, it's definitely easier to use those pronouns because you're not in the habit of using the other ones. But I do think it's fairly obvious or at least kind of apparent when someone's not doing the work to try and change how they perceive other people in the sense that like even when they try and use the pronouns like they just constantly default to the wrong pronouns and then they like if you're still defaulting to the same pronoun after a couple years I think that shows a lack of effort right you're not right you're not you know it's okay to make a mistake and you're just okay with that Right. Um, in the bad I, way, not in the Jamie Lee Curtis way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I really never get offended when people I'm not, even people I'm friends with that I'm not like super close with, who just kind of have not considered seeing me in a way that's different from my my birth gender. Right. Um, I, I can't reasonably expect them to understand it or always be consistent with their pronouns. But again, like you said, as long as they try, as long right. as they don't default to the wrong. Right. I think there's a difference between like every, like, like every once a month or something accidentally using the wrong pronoun is different than someone who every single time you talk and refer to this person uses the wrong pronouns like that is just a lack of effort to me personally yeah and uh, for that matter I misgender people all the time I never mean to um but yeah I do feel like there's a larger discussion about like quote-unquote well not quote-unquote like there is literal misgendering but like we live in a society that is binary and of course, there, I mean, Kivi is literally a non-binary person. I am not a non-binary person, but I do drag. So that doesn't necessarily make me like outside the spectrum, but it does make me cis plus in it's a certain gender way. gender non-conforming. Right, there's gender non-conforming. So I do get that. And I'm like, we're living in that area, but like this in general is a gendered society. So like, yeah, people are going to assume someone's a woman or a man based on their appearance. We can't get up in arms about that because that is literally societal like society hasn't changed to make that different do you know what I mean yes um I completely agree and the only other message uh I think that's relevant to say right now is just try just try you don't stand to lose anything from using alternative pronouns we do it all the time for people we don't know. Have the right. courtesy to do it for people you do know. <laughs> Literally. Hopefully you care about that. <laughs> yeah, God fucking forbid that we try. Speaking of people who don't try, um, Dave Chappelle hates trans people and we hate Dave Chappelle. Uh- <laughs> that, is a, that is an issue that I can't even wrap my head around yet. So speaking of trans issues, um, for those of you who are either living under a rock or I, I mean, anyone who's listening to this, like the two friends that are listening to this already know that this is happening, but David Chappelle came out with a comedy special on Netflix where he makes transphobic jokes as if it's like 1993. Um, and he received backlash for it, obviously. Um, and then he defended himself. And then one of the CEOs of Netflix defended him, which then makes it a company issue. 
And then recently I read that they backpedaled and were like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, really? Should you not have done that? Should you not have it's, defended the transphobic comment? Is that yeah, what you shouldn't have done? Trans- <laughs> it's pretty transparent um, that they don't actually think that they fucked up in terms of being transphobic, but they um, wish they had approached things differently. Post Right, which means... I wish that you weren't leaving this website is what that means. So, I mean, we're going to put a pin on leaving the website, but like, um, Jesus, fuck me. What was I going to say? God damn it. Um, Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay. Uh, Dave Chappelle is like talking about cancel culture and all of that. This is my moment to say canceling doesn't exist. There are no real world repercussions for parts of the internet deciding you're canceled. So these rich men deciding that or whining about being canceled, it means nothing. It's really not going to affect them. I mean, sometimes in rare cases, like they lose some money. Dave Chappelle is not going to stop being one of the richest comedians. That's not going to happen because, yeah, that's just life. I mean a man who's already rich complaining about cancel culture versus his transphobic comments inciting like transphobic violence. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, Drink every time you forget what you're going to say. Oh, mama. (laughs) Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And I mean, if Netflix is siding with you, um, you're not losing any money. They're not taking your show down. You're really more people. Um, I think, or I should say, fewer people care about trans jokes um, than like, or compared to gay jokes or lesbian jokes or probably even bisexual jokes at this point. Right. Um, trans transphobic jokes I feel like they're not not considered uh that seriously and like you said um the the repercussions or possible repercussions that might um result from these kinds of jokes Netflix um (laughs) um Netflix I, I believe, um, if I'm remembering correctly, decided that um, the jokes didn't have a high likelihood of inciting violence in real life, um, which fine, but... I mean, it's the kind one, of thing where it's like, oh, he said he hates fags, but that's not going to cause people to beat gaming up in the street. It's just like a ridiculous like rhetoric war. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, sure. Like Dave Chappelle, I don't even know what the joke is because I give two shits about who Dave Chappelle is in the first place, let alone now that I know that he's making like transphobic jokes. I'm not going to watch a set. Just like I'm not going to watch that Eddie Murphy 80s set. Also, I... Is it time for Matt's rant? Is that what it's time for? I suppose so. Okay. I just like... So here's the thing. I mean, in the first place, making transphobic jokes, like, yeah, maybe it won't immediately offset violence, but like, or incite violence rather. 
but like there's already trans women are the have the trans women of color specifically have the highest rate of murder in any minority group like the life expectancy of a trans woman of color is not past your 30s which is insane second of all these male comedians in the words in the words of octavia saint laurent uh hollywood is full of undercover faggots (laughs) and what that means and first of all, Octavia St. Laurent is talking about Eddie Murphy, who's been making transphobic jokes since the 80s and then goes out and fucks the girls, <laughs> fucks the trans girls. So it's ridiculous, one, because there's this double standard or not double standard, but like this, this environment in which these comedians are making these jokes. And then, you know, they are out there picking up the girls who are working the corners. And this is not a judgment of those girls. Trans girls do have it rough. Trans girls don't necessarily have the same opportunities as everyone else. We all know this. I mean, like, yeah, we're finally entering a period where there's trans women on screens, where they have more visibility, but that's not a general reality for them or for a lot of people in the LGBTQ community. Um, So that's one fucked up part. Second, like, yeah, it's not going to immediately incite violence, but it will validate that violent uh, outlook that people, especially men, already have towards trans women. Like, they already treat trans women as something that's disgusting, that they can knock around and treat like objects, which is awful, horrible, gutted, rotted, etc. So I guess this is just time to say fuck Dave Chappelle, fuck Netflix, for the purposes of this podcast, we're a horror podcast. If you want to watch horror, go to Shudder. Shudder is like $4. They have Dragula now. Oh, uh, do Yeah, Dragula is now on Shudder. They released a new season. It's a Shudder original series or whatever. Um, even if you don't like horror, Shudder has all the campy old horror movies that aren't scary. Go to Shudder. Yeah, it kind of runs the gamut, I think. Right, of- different horror styles it has like three good horror movies and then the rest are insane beat movies and their cursed films docu-series which we mentioned in our last episode it's really good uh it'll ruin your night and probably a couple days after that but it's it's really good it's really enlightening uh go shutter not sponsored but that would be nice that would be nice um because we have such a draw i mean yes we literally have such a draw while drinking on the pod um i mean really what else is there to say well that that'll do it that'll do it for hot takes the only thing left to say is that if even one instance of violence against a trans woman is inspired by dave chappelle's jokes it's one too many. Agreed. And it will be on his conscience. Even if it's not on his conscience, that blood is on Dave Chappelle's hands. And it has been for years. Yes. So now that. So the main part of this pod is because we couldn't find Redacted, we're just going to take these horror quizzes until we feel like stopping or until we're so drunk we can't keep drinking. Rule of thumb. Every time we get, a, I'm literally watching Kibi eat something, which work. I just ate like half a pizza. That's fine. Um, so we're going to take turns reading off questions and taking the, like reading the quizzes to each other. Um, and then every time 
the person who's answering gets something wrong, they have to take a drink. Which means I have to pour another one. Yes. I really like tepid vodka. Yes. Um, so we're going to start with uh, Kibby because, okay, we're going to start with an easy one that's like okay. not not that big of a deal and like no one's going to have to drink. Uh, Autostrata, which is this like online, like essentially like news slash magazine. It's like an online zine that's like queer focused. I love it. They have a great podcast called Wait, Is This a Date? Um fantastic love it can't recommend it enough anyway they have a quiz called what horror movie stock character are you that i've already taken and i got final girl because thank god um that's my life um so i'm gonna read it off to kibby and kibby's gonna take it we're gonna see what stock character kibby has oh god i'm gonna burp oh god okay what horror movie stock character are you You've just arrived at the cabin for a weekend getaway with friends and you find a door that leads to a dark basement. What do you do? Do you go down the stairs and then scream to scare your friends? Propose a game of truth or dare and then dare someone to go down? Make a joke about how it feels like you're in a horror movie? Avoid the basement at all costs? Convince the whole group to go down into the basement? Tell everyone about the cabin's interesting history, which you looked up before the trip? Warn everyone of the dangers of old staircases and tell everyone a scary story that takes place in the cabin. Now, I have my own idea of what Kimmy might pick, but I'd love to hear from the star themselves. I'm very curious <laughs> what you think, because I am 100% certain and I was 100% certain when I saw it and when you read it. Right? I mean, this is a good question. I mean, first of all, I can't, again, I can't recommend all Australia enough. They're actually doing like a fundraiser for um, some what is it called oh uh queer futures to get building queer futures together um which is the future it's about building the future of independent queer media um definitely donate you can go on the website and go on the auto strata website and donate or whatever anyway um but aside from that like i i think i have two okay that i would think you want to know what i would pick for you i do i would either say tell everyone about the cabin's interesting history which you looked up before the trip or well okay so this is also like i guess it depends like who we're with i guess this this is kind of predicated on a big group right yeah that was my second okay because like if it's just you and me definitely that one because we've gone here because it's on your weird nj little (laughs) map and you already know the whole history if it's like bigger group which includes like uh enemy of the pod failure in race and (laughs) um (laughs) Joe, uh, enemy by extension, then I feel like it would be make a joke about how it feels like a horror movie. Yeah, I, I, that was my initial, like, that is absolutely me, no question about it, because I do it all the time. I do it all the fucking time. So is that what we're picking? I think this is an, I think this is like slasher ensemble cast moment. Very nice, very nice. Okay, so make a joke about how it feels like a horror movie. You and your friends decide to go into the cabin's basement. You find a bunch of stuff down there. What are you most interested in examining? An old signed baseball glove. All right, no. Uh, A pearl necklace, an action figure. You're not examining shit down here. A hunting knife, a leather bound book, old photographs, or a creepy doll. I feel like you know my answer to this one. 
I feel like because we know horror movies, it's a hunting knife. But in the moment, I don't think that would be it. To me, you're going to the creepy doll. Yes. <laughs> this is like the love. <laughs> this is called the best friend quiz for horror people with mental illness and time leaning. Excellent form. Yes. Oh, Mama, the way we would go to the creepy doll first, the way we'd have <laughs> flashlights, we'd make a joke about how it's a horror movie and go to that creepy doll and do everything except fuck it. Like, <laughs> um, oh, also, I should mention, we all know Kibby is non-binary. We have an agreement that we're okay with feminine pronouns as general pronouns. That's just the vibe between us. If you don't know us, we don't play that game. Yes, ma'am. Um, the door to the basement abruptly slams. This is absolutely a moment where we're with Faye because only with Faye could we end up in this moment. I think Faye would scream. Oh, Faye would scream and Faye would be the one who's like, guys, should we investigate the basement? (laughs) And then insist that we do it, but like passively. Also, Faye is our other best friend. We don't actually hate Faye. Um, Oh, guest. So, Yes. So the door to the basement abruptly slams. What do you do? Laugh, scream at the top of your lungs, say spooky in a silly voice, pick up the hunting knife, calmly explain that was probably just because of a draft, rush up the stairs to make sure the door isn't locked, tell everyone this feels dangerous, start whistling, singing to lighten the mood. This one, I don't know. I think I know. I want to know what you think I would do. Um... What I think you would do? Yeah. Pick up the hunting knife. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. This isn't even me knowing car stuff. As soon as shit hits the fan, I get the knife. I'm not even kidding. Kivy is <laughs> confirming it. I straight up like at that first one. Like when I was reading through it, I was like, if when I'm thinking that it's a horror movie, like yes, I should like examine the hunting knife, but I'm not examining it. But as soon as shit hits the fan, it's in my hand. Absolutely. Thank you. I think you would laugh. You would laugh so nervously. You'd be like, <laughs> close. I think I would say spooky. I feel like I've done that before. <laughs> I've also looked at that's creepy fair. dolls before, specifically. That's in, fair. Uh, that's, that's fair. Okay. So sp- say spooky. Yeah. I guess because it's like nothing else weird has happened that does make sense. I do think of other weird shit that happened. You would just start laughing because that's like your nervous tick. <laughs> yeah, it's a close second for sure. Um, okay, someone checks and the door is indeed locked. I would have to check. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Suggest a game of strip poker with a deck of cards you found. Look, if you're all trapped, might as well have some fun, right, Faye? Um, start trying to text everyone you know, even though your phone signal isn't great. Start stress vaping. <laughs> Suggest that everyone try to find a weapon. Tell everyone you think there's a, a second door deeper in the basement and suggest all going to look. Pick the lock. Argue with your friends for not listening to you about not going down in the first place. Sneak up on one of your friends and say, boo, just to add a little chaos. I w- Before we do that, what would I do, do you think? Hmm. Um... Suggest that everyone try to find a weapon. <laughs> what was it? Oh, try to find a weapon. That's fair. I think I might. I I personally, knowing myself, I wouldn't say anything, but I would absolutely text every single person I know. That's what I was thinking. And then I was like, mm, yes, that's fair. The thing is, I wouldn't tell anyone. I wouldn't say, do you think I should? I would just start texting people. And then 
if I couldn't get through to anyone, I would absolutely be like, everyone pick something up because this shit is not kosher. Um, for you, Kibby, honestly, start stress vaping speaks to me for you. Um, Possibly. I don't think you would, I don't think at this point you would suggest everyone try to find a weapon. I think if one more thing happened, you would. Like, because the thing is that like when the basement door slams and it's locked, I guess you would assume someone, you might assume like someone's there, but like you don't necessarily know that. Um, But based on everything else, like I would say either suggest everyone try to find a weapon or tell everyone you think there's a second door deeper in the basement. I think, yeah, well, I'm stuck between two, but I, I think it's that one. Tell everyone you think there's a second door deeper in the basement. Yeah, I think for you, I think there would have to be something more definitive that someone's in the house before you're like, everyone picks something up. Yeah, and my other my other um, option I was stuck on was pick the lock because I don't know if that means I am a, a good lock picker already. Or yeah, I think I think in this, it's lock. just like us normally. I, okay. I, I feel like you would talk about the second door and I feel like Faye would be like, does anyone know how to pick a lock? And of course, none of us know how to pick a lock, but Faye is asking anyway. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, sisters. Now the single light bulb in the basement dies and you're all in the dark. Maybe it's time to pick up a weapon after all. Good thing there are a lot of options down here for some reason. What do you choose? A baseball bat? The way I'm going to have to edit everything. (laughs) A baseball bat? Your own shoe? You're in a heel that could probably do some damage. This is not it. (laughs) Plus, you better take them off if you're going to have to run. A cool sword? A gun? A hunting knife? An axe? A hammer? A pogo stick? What do you think I would choose? hunting knife yeah i was gonna say i mean the hunting knife is already in my hands so probably i think i actually did when i was doing this i do think i picked the hunting knife (laughs) okay second weapon um yeah for you for you uh, yeah i do see your own shoe for you but you would not be doing for me oh yeah that's fair i think i think i picked the hunting knife because i was like well i'm already holding it also like I mean, your own shoe is definitely something. Like, if there was nothing else, I would definitely pick that up. I think the hunting knife also, because, like, a gun, I don't really know how to shoot a gun, and there's just too much risk of killing someone that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the axe is, like, too much effort, and I just feel like the hunting knife is, like, very, like, close to you. Like, you can, like, stab someone who gets up in you, and that would be more my concern than, like, trying to keep someone, like, away. It would be, like, I would be trying to get away from them. And then like, if they got close to me, that would be my problem. Yes, that would be inconvenient. For you, hmm. this is a hard one. Um, I feel like the shoe or the hammer, I don't know why. Mm. I surprised myself because I was first thinking acts, but you're right, that would be way too much effort. It's just a lot of effort and it takes two hands to carry. It's just, it's not a fast weapon. And you know? Yeah, I'm very small. So my pick is a baseball bat. Oh, okay. Fair, fair. Because yeah, one, this question reminded me of uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Signs, which is a very good movie. Genuinely, go watch it. 
they use a baseball bat as a weapon. Um, but also I've thought about just having a baseball bat on hand for self-defense yeah, if I ever have a home intruder. Um, so <laughs> that's my pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. I should have picked that one before because like I have enough, I have a lot of flab, but I have enough upper arm strength that I could like do some damage with a baseball bat. Um, okay, someone finally gets the door open. It wasn't locked, just stuck. And it does seem pretty drafty in here after all. Maybe you freaked out over nothing. Put the damn weapons away before you hurt yourself or someone else. Now that you're out of the basement, it's time for the weekend getaway to really start. What are you doing next? Tapping a keg, pouring tequila shots for everyone, that basement shit was scary as fuck. Ordering a Domino's pizza, you're hungry. Checking all the exits of something like that doesn't happen again. Collecting everyone's phones and telling them you want them to be present and off social media this weekend. You're here to relax and connect. Reading a book to chill out. Telling everyone you don't think it's safe to stay in this cabin and starting to check Airbnb for other options. Going back down to the basement to get that doll. It was cool. What, <laughs> what do you think for me? Oh my God. Um, hmm. Pouring tequila shots? Yeah. I think either the tequila shots or checking all the exits. I I don't think enough has happened for me to be like, we're going to an Airbnb. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I think that's definitely a map move, but not yet. Like, the door that's, was just stuck. That's a kiddie move. I, I would be probably telling everyone, well, realistically. I was going to say tequila shots for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm between... Yeah, telling everyone you don't think it's safe and going back down to the basement to get the doll. Well, if I'm assuming everything is like okay and there are no ghosts, nothing spooky is happening. I mean, nothing's happened but the door getting stuck. Okay, so I'll go and get the doll. I want to yeah. see it. I yeah, see it yeah. Definitely, I can see that. Okay. You finally all calm down and decide to watch a horror movie. Well, choice. But okay, which 1980s flick do you suggest? Sleepaway Camp, which we certainly have to watch on this pod. The Slumber Party Massacre, Friday Night, or Fright Night, sorry, Fright Night, also fantastic. Friday the 13th, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, The Shining, Pet Cemetery, Child's Play. Before we get into this, one of these things is not like the other. For real. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, got it. I saw um, the, I saw the name and not the part two. Right. And I was like, oh, I'd probably go with that. But I did not see part two. So, yeah. For you, yeah. if it's just, I mean, in this situation, I'm there. So, like, I'll probably, I mean, half of these I would influence you on. But assuming <laughs> it's just you coming up with it. Um, I mean, I would say either just based on the list here like if this was like let's say there was there one two three four five six seven eight but these are the only eight like dvds in the cabin and there's no access to internet i see you honestly gravitating towards texas chainsaw massacre part two just because like that's the the franchise that would speak to you aside from that yes. honestly wild card pet cemetery i see hmm. for you see i'm not very familiar with um or I should say, I'm not super familiar with 80s horror mm. for the most part. Um, 
So for that reason alone, I think, yeah, I would probably go for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. I want to see where they go with it. Maybe it's good. Mm -hmm. It's probably not, but... What do you think for me? Where am I going? You are going to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I think... Okay, so, like, I love... I genuinely think Fright Night's a good movie, so I'm obsessed with Fright Night, but, like, in this situation... With mixed company, I'm picking Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp is literally camp. Literally camp. Uh, trans narrative, even though it's super transphobic. Horrible acting. Just fantastic. Guys in crop tops, 80s. Obsessed. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. Let's get this weekend really... I forgot about this question. Let's get this weekend <laughs> really started with a pajama party and movie night and pretend that the whole basement thing didn't happen. What pajamas did you bring for the weekend? So we have boxers that have a rainbow elastic band with Tomboy X on it. We have like, oh my God, how am I good? Uh, we have like 90s, what is this? Like satin? satin. Yeah, satin pajamas thing. I mean, who's gonna, the, basically the boy is mine video, what Brandy wears in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> we have a onesie with a hood, cursed. Oh, we have like a long sleeve shirt and plaid flannel bottoms. Uh, we have a onesie that's like a ghost face face. <laughs> we have, why are there so many of the same? We have like a two piece pajama, like a normal pajama thing with like stars on it. We have a robe, we have a nightgown and that's mm-hmm. it. Honestly oh. for you, uh, I'm honestly thinking this two piece that has the stars on it out of like these particular options like that's what I'm thinking it's either that or the long sleeve in the flannel it depends on the company I'm with if I'm with if I'm with my close friends I would probably have the long sleeve Henley and flannel pants. yeah we're gonna say close friends what do you, uh, what do yeah. you see for me? What do we see? What for we you, imagine? I see... For you, um, hmm. for you, for you, I see boxers. Literally, yeah. I was going to say, like, realistically speaking, boxers. Aesthetically speaking, I have these pink satin pajamas, but... Okay, that's what I was going to go with, yeah. Yeah, realistically, it's these boxers. Oh, fine. That's the answer. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. The doorbell rings mid-movie. Relax. It's just the delivery person from Domino's. What pizza toppings did you choose? Uh, sausage and pepperoni, jalapeno, ham, pepperoni, green pepper, mushroom, and extra sauce, anchovies and olives, nothing you hate pizza, spinach, Philly cheesesteak, just plain cheese, but you're sprinkling nerd's candy on top. Jesus. Hello. What do you see from me? What are we seeing from that? Jalapeno. I could do jalapeno. I would go spinach. I was going to say spinach. Yeah. Narrowed it down. It's like standardized testing. You and I both know if Joe's there, we're going to have to pick olives and no one's going to eat it except him. (laughs) Um, I I like olives now. I I just don't like black olives. I hate black olives. They're kind of gross, but they grew on. Anyway. Um, For you... 
I mean, my heart says the plain cheese with sprinkling nerds on top because of your chaotic energy, but I know realistically that's not what you're picking. Mm. Uh, Sausage and pepperoni, I guess? Um, I think close. I think I would do the ham pepperoni and green pepper mm. mushroom extra, 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 extra. Realistically soda. speaking, I feel like if we asked you, you would say plain, so like just so everyone mm. can have it. Yeah, well, the thing is with Domino's, I always order extra sauce because I don't know if it's my particular local Domino's. No, Domino's doesn't put enough sauce on, period. Yeah, it needs the extra sauce or else it doesn't feel like pizza. Truly. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. but Yeah, sorry, but this podcast is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, okay, the first movie ends and nothing too creepy has happened since the little basement incident. So all you just, so you all decide to keep the horror marathon going with the 1990s pick this time. What movie do you suggest this time? Tremors, 1990. I know what you did last summer, 1997. Scream, 1996. Scream 2, 1997. The Blair Witch Project, It. Misery, the sixth sense. So this becomes difficult for two reasons. For me, it becomes difficult because I do not know what on this list you would just like reach for ever in your life. Two, it becomes difficult because there is at least like three or four movies that I would reach for. I 100% would go with, I know what you did last summer. Absolutely. You're so right. I mean, it does become difficult because I also love Scream, but I know what you did last summer is going to win every time. I'm sorry. It is such a good, it is such a good movie. I didn't even realize just not even how good a horror movie is, but how good good a movie it is. For you, I'm going to say the same because I just don't know anything else. Like I've forced you to watch that and you liked it. So I don't know what else on here you would like genuinely go for. Yeah. I mean, I, seen the Blair Witch Project it didn't you know have the if you hadn't seen any of these I feel like you would go for the Blair Witch Project but I found it a little boring yeah I also found it boring I watched it um just so I could cuddle with a man whatever we're not going to talk about it redact I do appreciate it I it has its merits for sure um it's well done but I it just kind of bored me but I know what you did last summer was sensational that exhilarated me and made me feel young yes i mean i the 90s are so good because i mean for many reasons but like 90s horror movies they knew to use blow-up dolls yes for their stunt doubles i mean scream as well okay um who doesn't love a movie marathon maybe if you keep watching horror films it'll be easier to ignore the cabin's weird vibes question mark question mark question mark question mark did anyone else hear that sound coming from downstairs haha <laughs> no okay time to suggest a 2000s movie oh, snakes yeah. on a plane is that a horror movie <clears throat> <clears throat> i guess jennifer's body zombie land scream three american psycho dawn of the dead trick-or-treat the orphanage this again becomes difficult because i don't know a single movie on here that either of us have ever watched uh i i've seen zombieland and i that was good honest to god for you i see zombieland for you i see zombieland on this list or trick-or-treat zombieland was a good movie but i only watched it once and i was literally 14 so I cannot really um, say as a 27-year-old whether my opinion holds right. up. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember the vibe really being creepy 
it's a comedy, but um, and I saw American Psycho, which I, I didn't really American like, Psycho was so boring and awful. Sorry. I just sorry. I I don't know. It didn't do it for me, but that's also not a horror movie in any case. I would do right. Dawn of the Dead because I have never seen it. Although wait, no, the 2004 one. This is the 2000s. I have seen that. Mm-hmm. I watched it on direct TV when I was too young. Um, so, so much would you pick? I take that back. So um, I would do. I would do Scream 3 because I watched it on TV also when I was way too young, but I remember actually liking that one. Really? That's like the yeah. Scream that like they like, that nobody likes. I love that for you. That's very you. That's very Kimmy. Um, what do we see from, let's talk about the elephant in the room. There's an obvious answer for what I would pick, even though I haven't seen it. Because I'm... Jennifer's body? Yes, literally, yeah. Because I'm liberist. Yes. Um... <laughs> Okay, so we picked Scream 3 for Kibby. It's very late now, and you're realizing that everyone is too scared to go to sleep. It's reluctant all-nighter. Pop a 2010s horror movie, and also, why are we in the 2010s, and why did we not start with the 70s? Just wondering. Right. Just curious. Um, just curious. The Cabin There's... in the... Yeah. The Cabin in the Woods, all cheerleaders die. Okay. Oh, hey, this is clearly run by queer people, because I've never heard of this. <laughs> Um, the cabin in the woods, all cheerleaders die, and in the apocalypse, you're next. It follows. Oh, okay. Thelma, get out the Babadook. I mean, I re- it follows. It follows. Yes, me. I yes. love it. Follows. It is such a good movie. It feels so good to watch it. I watch yes. it like six times a year. <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. What one um, for me, Kibby? Let's see. I think you'd go for all cheerleaders die because you'd be like, what is this? That's very fair. I don't know what that is. I do like Get Out. I have seen Oh, that. yeah. That's another movie that I, I don't really feel like that's a horror movie. Us is definitely a horror movie. Us Get is Out, more traditional horror movie. Get Out is horror, hard. but it's definitely social commentary, like in general. I think it's if, a lot of things, tonally. In a universe where I am not socially conscious in the 2020s, and like, also, I've never seen any of these movies. Yeah, I'm going for all cheerleaders die. Obviously, yeah. But like, I have, I have a conscious. I know what the fuck Get Out is, so I'll probably go for Get Out. But okay. <laughs> no, for real. You can hear something moving around in the basement. What time is it even? Why are there no clocks in this cabin? And why did you agree to let one of your friends take all your phones? Where are they? There's that sound again. What do you do? Volunteer to check it out. You're several beers in and not afraid of anything. Ask your girlfriend, boyfriend, partner to go check it out. Turn if it turns out it turns you on when they're brave. Quote a horror movie. Uh, mentally calculate how quickly you can get to your car if you need to make a break for it. Convince everyone to go back down again. List all possible logical explanations for the sounds, but then agree to go check it out so long as someone else comes with you. Reiterate for the millionth time that no one should go into the basement, especially not alone. Say something cryptic. What do you think for me? What do you think for me? Say something cryptic. <laughs> um, love that. I, I mean, I'd love that energy, but I do think I'm the one that mentally calculates how quickly I can get to my car. Mm-hmm. at this point it's like these motherfuckers have had me in this house i'm out um but also love the air honestly for you i see say something cryptic <laughs> <laughs> i see that i love that i respect that 
I also see list all possible logical explanations and then agree to go check it out as long as someone goes with you. Um, I, yeah, that's, it's either that or, or volunteer to check it out because I'm several beers in. That's very possible. Very that. I do see us like being five shots and you're like, yeah, I'll go see what it is. There's, here's an anecdote. Um, a couple of years ago, Matt and I went to a haunted house attraction oh for our friend Faye's birthday. Um, and everyone... Faye stays putting us in messy... I'm going to put Faye on blast. Faye stays putting me, putting me in messy situations. I had to go to a haunted house the last time we could go out before quarantine. And now I'm going to a party where I'm the only single person. <laughs> oh just want to put that out there. Faye, if you're listening, I'm putting you on blast. Thank God. Well, we were celebrating her existence and we were at a haunted house, which uh, was the Hotel of Horror in Sailorsburg, Pennsylvania, I think. Like the middle yeah, of Yeah, I think so. Somewhere um, in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, which coincidentally is where we're going to this party for Faye. Yes, and it was excellent. Um, it's a really high quality, well done attraction. They don't cut corners too much. Everything is interesting. And oh, yeah. There were, like, even... I mean, this isn't that impressive, I guess, but there were, like, noises in the beginning. Like, you waited in a lobby and there was, like, shaking and, like, electrical noises. Yeah. And they do an excellent job with just atmosphere and uh, set placement and all that sort of stuff. Highly recommend. But um, when we went, there were five of us. Yes. Audrey, Joe, yeah, five of us. And the second we got into the haunted house, everyone decided that I would be the human shield for the entire time. Indeed. Um, Which means that I was first uh, to trigger all of the scares while you guys pushed me. Oh, Mama, I was in, I don't think I was in the back. Actually, no, I was in the back and I didn't want to be in the back because I didn't want to be touched. I shut head down. <laughs> yeah, um, no, there was a point though that I was um I was first and we were in a part that was completely in the dark and it was um set up so that there was less and less like the ceiling was lower and lower. So you had to kind of crouch to get under it. And so I I had to feel everything to make sure we all knew where we were going. But you guys were just like slamming me against the wall so I wasn't able to get under it. I only remember this. You better work. Were we, not to be alcoholics, were we drunk for that? Um, I remember. I was not. But I remember us drinking. I don't remember us necessarily being drunk. I think it was one of those moments where I wanted to be drunk, but like we were drinking in the back of Joe's car, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't have anything. Yeah. So I was sober for this. Uh, Apparently, the only one sober. So, yeah, that could be confirmed or denied. I don't remember, but I'm going to go with volunteer to check it out. All right. Yeah. I see that for you. A a few beers in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, we're on the last question, everyone. Are we excited? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, um, 
if you make it out of this cabin alive, how are you celebrating? Like, let's be real. You're probably not making it out of this cabin, but it's nice to imagine when I got to this question, I'm like, I'm getting final girl. I'm getting out. And I did. Um, with your bros at the bar, going out dancing, host another horror movie marathon with lots of snacks, celebrating, you're exhausted. Suggesting another cabin weekend for the following month, alone at home with a nice book and some tea, no more danger for you. Finding new friends who will actually listen to you eating ice cream, I already know for you. Yeah. Mama, it's hosting another horror movie marathon. <laughs> <laughs> uh Hosting another horror movie marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming nothing ended up happening. Or maybe we all died. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going with that. What do we see for Matt? another horror movie marathon. What do we see for Matt? For Matt... I would have said the same thing for yeah, you. Yeah, literally the same thing. Yeah. yeah. We all know that's what's happening. And then we're going to talk about how it's exactly like our lives. <laughs> okay. So, so before we do this, what trope do you think you are, Kibby? Oh, man. I don't know what my options are. I don't either. Um, I would say... Hmm. If it's a slasher... I would be the goth. Oh yeah. If that counts. Um, I feel like that counts. Or the murderer. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's find out. I'm gonna go with goth if that's a thing. If this is final girl, we pissed off. I'm the, the jock. jock. <laughs> no. And you're dead. What does that mean? <laughs> Obsessed. Why am Simpl- I the jock? Also, this is Chris Hemsworth, I think. Obsessed. Extreme himbo yeah. vibes. You're going to be one of the first few to die, but that's okay because you're you all all you really care about is being the life of the party. But TVH, the audience might laugh when you die because horror movie jocks tend to remind people of their childhood bullies. No, this is not anything like me. What happened? Obsessed. I feel like the being like, yeah, I'll go check it out just automatically put you on this track. No. Well, I guess this reinforces my gender identity. Very that. Um, I don't like the himbo part, and I don't like people laughing when I die, even though maybe that will happen. I don't know. This is a harrowing look in the mirror for Kibby, and mine was a narcissistic reminder of what I am. <laughs> Staring through the abyss. Um, so we're going to switch. statement. Yeah, so Kibby's taking a drink on that for being um, confronted with that aspect of their identity. We're gonna do some horror quizzes. I guess I'll do the first one. Oh, this one has the answers on it, which is (laughs) like, why why even do that? Okay. Okay, oh my God, I was just reading about this. Okay, I guess we have to do this, yeah. Okay, so Kivy is gonna, um, can you see still Kivy? Yeah. Okay. I'm reading the, um, you're taking I guess, I guess start with this, right? I, yeah. I have one hard one that I'll take, but we'll start with this easier one. Gibby's going to read it and read out the answers and then I'll have to answer. Okay. And, well, if I get it, and if I get it wrong, I have to take a drink. Yes, if, if there are any wrong answers, we have to take a drink. Um, so question one, what classic horror movie features a serial killer in a William Shatner mask? I think this is a meme thing. It's Halloween. 
this oh, yeah. god it makes a ding 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 sound I hated that, <laughs> I I'm, love gonna, that. I'm gonna share the sound just so kibby has experienced this as well yes it says due to its shoestring budget the prop department for halloween had to use the cheapest mask they could find in the costume store a william shatner mask from the devil's reign which they altered by spray painting the face white and reshaping the eye holes literally me spray painting shoes today for my halloween costume absolutely um okay number two number two in which horror movie does the protagonist write a book that contains only the line all work and no playmates jack a dull boy repeated over and over and over this, this is, is i was gonna say this yeah, isn't fun because i'm not drinking it's the shining <laughs> oh oh that's not good i don't like that <laughs> i know i told you we're listening to it together the book that Jack writes in The Shine contains only the one. Yeah. So director Stanley Kubrick had each page individually typed. I mean, yeah, it was 1980s. So they didn't have. And also he was insane. All right. I mean, it was 1980. They didn't have like mass production of this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, number three. Uh, what classic horror movie was originally titled The Babysitter Murders? <sighs> Halloween? I don't know. Why, why don't you read all the options? Oh, right. Answer choices. We haven't been doing any of that. <laughs> <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street, Rosemary's Baby, Halloween, Scream. See, they did do a good job. Okay, so like Scream and A Nightmare on Elm Street don't have babysitting. And neither does Rosemary's Baby. I feel like Rosemary's Baby is the throwaway because like it's not babysitting. It's like... Rosemary's baby is motherhood. motherhood. Motherhood, yes, that's the word we're looking for. However, both, I mean, Halloween has babysitting, so that's my instinct. But like Scream, I feel like could have been a babysitting. I'm going to go Halloween. I'm right, apparently. Yeah, Halloween is so like child centric somehow. Yeah, director John Carpenter originally intended to call his movie The Babysitting Murders, but produced, but producer Erwin Gablin's thought the story might resonate more if it were based around a specific holiday so it was changed to halloween all right sure. how many people associated with the exorcist died during production oh my god oh, I, I, that. I knew this and did not i don't it's remember six twelve nine three i can't be supposed to read it but i read it without letting them read it um i'm just gonna oh, say sorry three. because it was a number thing i didn't even think it's about fine. the. Option. i just like went right I'm going to say three. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's wrong, so I'm going to drink. It's not going to tell me what it is. Great. Thank you. Apparently, it's nine. Hmm. I knew two people had died, at least, because I remember the, the Curse Films thing mentioning two. But by the end of film's production, nine people associated with its making had passed away, including Jack McGowan who played Burke Dennings, Linda Blair's grandfather, a night watchman on set, and a special effects expert. I just don't feel like Linda Blair's grandfather counts. Uh, yeah, no. No, I don't think that was very fair. No. Okay, number five. What horror film was the first movie to show a woman in just a bra and slip? The Wax Museum, Psycho, Bride of Frankenstein, or The Haunting? I mean, it's Psycho. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. In the opening scene of Psycho, Marion Crane, played by Janet Lee, which is, uh, if you don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, wears only a white bra and half slip, 
having just had a midday tryst with her divorce lover in the hotel. Although the scene leaves much to the modern imagination in 1960, it was shockingly direct. Like, oh my god. Number six, what color is Freddy Krueger's sweater? Mm. They're literally, there's sweaters out there made to look like that sweater, like regular fashion sweaters are inspired by that sweater. It's iconic. What do you think honestly, this is? Honestly, I might get it wrong because I I just feel like it's like a different dark color than what I'm thinking, but we'll see. Red and green. 100 percent yeah how many times can i say that in one episode craven chose to make kruger's sweater red and green after reading an article in the 1982 scientific american that said these two colors are the most clashing colors to the human retina okay i love that i i just okay. i'm obsessed with the idea that he read that and didn't think about how it's associated with christmas <laughs> Okay, number seven. How many people does Jason kill in the first Friday of the 13th film? I um, have not seen that. Again, I've seen it, but I, I mean, I've also seen the second one. I couldn't tell you how many were in any of the casts. Um, those are good. Yeah, I think it's five. No, you know what? I'm going to say nine. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, oh it's a trick question. I forgot. Jason, Heather, Pamela does the killing in the first Friday the 13th is the worst franchise. Sorry. Sorry. Look. The, I, the iconic killer doesn't come in. I mean, he comes in in the second, but like he's not even like really the hockey mask until like the third or fourth movie. And, just and in any case, he's exactly that. He's an icon. Like, you don't see Jason and think of the kid who died in the lake. I know. You think of the fucking big guy in the mask and like you said that doesn't even come in until well, later he does have cool costumes aside from that like one okay well for the listener the answer is zero because in the first movie in the first friday the 13th jason isn't the killer he his mom is um but he has some cool outfits like he has the scarecrow outfit and stuff not the scarecrow but like he has like a sack like a, a, a burlap sack that I think is really cool over his face in like the third movie or something. But it is yeah. just like, it's kind of ridiculous that the most iconic one is in for a while. Number eight in Scream, what is rule number one on Randy's list of rules for surviving a horror movie? You know this one, I don't. If I, I think I know. Yeah, it's don't have sex. Um, so like yeah scream itself subverts the idea that sex marks a character for certain death when sydney sleeps with billy who turns out to be one of the killers yeah um i mean if anyone hasn't seen it which what are you doing i mean scream is all about like meta like talking about trips of horror stuff and a big trip of horror is not having sex so you don't die oh okay number nine what horror movie required the purchase of 500 florida frogs and 100 giant South American toads. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the frogs, creature from the Black Lagoon, Pet Cemetery. Well, the so frogs the, cannot be it. I was gonna say, this okay. one's actually hard because I've never watched any of these. This is like, this is like- This yeah. seems like some shit that would happen for Creature of the Black Lagoon. Oh, Jesus, oh, no. apparently not. Mm. Uh, it it was the, the frogs. frogs. It's the Men frogs. Ridiculous. Oh, many of the 500 Florida frogs and 100 giant South American toads purchased for use in the frogs escaped during production. Oh, no. Talk about invasive species. 
Number 10, what was the original title of the blob? The thing, the lump, the spheroid, the glob. I feel like it's the lump. I feel like it's the glob. It's the glob. I have the dream. The blob blob. was originally going to be called the glob until it was discovered that the title has already been used by cartoonist Walt Kelly. Oh, right. I mean, there's like three more pages of this. I don't want to take this quiz anymore. We're going to switch to a different one where I ask the questions. Do you want a normal one or a hard one, Kibby? Um, Let's do a normal one because I I don't know what the standards are. I don't have a frame of reference anymore. All right. This is like just a big one that's easy and hard. I feel like we can handle an easy and hard one. I think so. Okay, there's there's multiple parts. Do you want general horror film questions, horror movie deaths, random knowledge horror questions, scary movie quotes, or spice up the night with horror film trivia? Um, random knowledge because I, I feel like, like that's, that's our vibe, right? Yeah, not to be like go oh, on eclectic, but I feel like we kind of. Um, I feel like that's our judge. I feel like knowing random facts about horror is our judge. I feel like the problem with me is that I know queer random facts. Not that they're like queer movies, but just stuff that a gay man would know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So how many times does Count Orlock blink throughout the entirety of his appearance in Nosferatu? Zero. Once. Yeah. Drink. That's a good guess though. Damn, Kimmy. I thought they were trying to mess with me. Love the confidence. You absolutely would be the person who's like, I'll go check it out because we've had more than a few uh, drinks. More than a few, yes. <laughs> Which horror film was the first ever of its genre to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? Interesting. If only mm-hmm. a up and coming podcast had talked about this. Um, the Conjuring. The Exorcist. Yeah, <laughs> it's The Exorcist. Who did Wes Craven originally want to play the lead role as Freddy Krueger? Huh. Oh, that I don't know. Um, I don't know either. I mean, it's so interesting because like Wes Craven eventually did like pull big names, but like a lot of horror is just like people soliciting big names and them being like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, who did Wes Craven approach to play a pedophile pedophile who got burned alive are we just drinking on that one we're just drinking on that one i don't know i skipped david warner who the fuck is that (laughs) anyway which on-screen adaptation fell flat according to stephen king jesus the shining yeah it's the shining Mm -hmm. i mean but also stephen king can't keep his mouth shut for two seconds so who knows (laughs) How many years did it take to get aliens made? Aliens, plural. Aliens. Aliens. That is not a horror movie. I'm sorry. I'm taking a stand on that. Aliens is not a horror movie. I mean, alien, singular horror That movie. is. Aliens, action movie. Yes. That's and we know this. That's not, that's not like a drag or anything. It's a very good movie. Um, how many years did it take to get aliens made? I don't know. Um, this makes me think it falls into one extreme or the other, and I'm going to err on the other. Um, let's say three. Seven. Oh, geez. I think you like outthought yourself. I feel like it's just the year Alien got made 
Or the year aliens got made minus the year alien got made. Wait, what? I I am wait hold on. Let let's. So alien was nineteen seventy nine, right? Yeah. Yes. And aliens was nineteen eighty six. Oh yeah. So it's it's just the new the year wedding. minus the old year. You know mm. I, mean? I see. Um. All right. We take the loss. Yeah, we take the loss. We're drinking. It's fine. It's fine. What three horror films did serial killer Ed Gein inspire? I've seen, okay, across a lot of this, this has been a question. I don't know who Ed Gein is. Ed Gein or Ed Gein? Okay. Mama. Mama. Uh, Okay. I'm going to say Gein because that's what I know it as. And uh, that's right. I'm sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. Ed Gein was a serial killer. His claim to fame if I'm remembering right, um, is that he like skinned his victims and sewed their skin together to like make up holstery and shit. Oh, so we know one of the movies. Caught it. I mean, uh, uh, Kippy and I have watched together. Um, I didn't know that. I was like briefly trying to look at his Wikipedia page to pretend to be a horror. I'm sorry that I don't know every serial killer. I'm sorry I don't want to fuck serial killers, so I don't care. I mean, I do oh, yeah. care. I care, like, I care for the women. I mean, again, have fun in hell. I'll see you later. Um, yeah, I, I don't get into, pro- probably don't get into um, true crime. It's, I feel like. Oh, it's I have previous. I mean, me. let's not even get down the whole rabbit. I mean, this episode is going to be four hours long and we're okay with that. But like, <laughs> let's not even get into the um, horror to true crime or true crime, rather true crime to horror pipeline. And <laughs> both of us are the product of. Oh, who's that one? Oh, I can't remember the name. The guy who was a clown who like would rape men and then bury them like under his house, and he had like hundreds of bodies under his house. Um, this is insane, and must be because of how drunk I've become over the course of this recording. Um, I do not remember his name. I remember he was Pogo. John That's Wayne Gacy. Name. John Gacy. What were you going to say before that, though? I want to hear the... John Stevens, a whole song about him. Um, what was I going to say earlier? Oh, um, yeah, this one I'm really... I'm like kind of blanking, obviously. I'm blanking on people's names. At before we point. get to that, I looked so... Famously, I used to be on PhD program living in the city of Philadelphia alone in the pandemic. And one night I couldn't sleep and I read John Wayne Gacy's whole Wikipedia entry. Mama... The way it made me undownload Grinder, girl. Yeah. That shit freaked me out. Anyway, yeah, I don't. I couldn't name those. I am sure one of them, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I was also thinking Hellraiser. Psycho, The Silence of the Lambs, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Psycho. You can, Mama. You can say that's inspired by him all you want. Psycho has nothing to do with this man. I didn't even realize, or wait, maybe it's game. I'd get, we'll just use all of the pronunciations. I could give two shits. I couldn't give two shits, Mama. I think I'd gain, um, I, I, or rather, I didn't realize that he came before Psycho. I don't know. Yeah, he was 50s, I think. Yeah. I don't know anything about him, so this is difficult for me to comment. Silence of the Lambs, based on what Kibby said, does kind of make sense. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre absolutely makes sense. Psycho could be anyone saying it's a guy inspired. Maybe it was just around that time that he got caught. I couldn't tell you. We're moving on. Which yeah. well-known horror film is recognized as one of the most profitable profitable films of all time? I mean, I think I know. You know this one, and I don't. I I'm trying to think of. I really don't pay attention. I mean, we gotta think of the big names, right? In general, even if we don't know yeah. the answers, but also like, yeah, I I think I know. Well, actually, no, I know what franchise is. I don't know what film specifically it would be. Are oh, we I'm drinking? Was that? Are we drinking? I'm not. I'm not surrendering yet. Um, because I am thinking. If he said, things. "Eat this silence." <laughs> Eat the silence, please. Yeah. I beg you. <laughs> Give me a second. It's not easy to think. Um, no, I'm, I'm trying to think of the most marketable franchise that comes to mind, which. Fuck if I know. I mean, Friday, Friday the 13th? Hmm. I don't know. I'm drinking. Paranormal activity. Oh. Wow. I was thinking, I know Friday the 13th. I remember reading, going down a Wikipedia hole, and Friday the 13th is one of the most profitable franchises for sure. Hmm. Even though it's just a ripoff of Halloween, and that's a fact. Um, Paranormal activity is, I forgot it existed. I think um, this is a bad question and it's designed for us to drink, which is what we want, but. Sure, okay. Um, oh no, okay. This is easy. unfortunately. Unstate, <laughs> again, if only someone had done a podcast on this. Unstated in the movie, what is the name of the demon that possesses Regan McNeil in The Exorcist? Pazuzu. Pazuzu. I just hate I just hate that. Oh, another way that that um, the Exorcist, I think, possibly could have influenced Ari Aster in Hereditary. Payman is not; he's not the devil. The same way Pazuzu is not the devil. Mm. Payman yeah. is a demon king, so he did his research. Right. Just throwing that out there. Let's let's keep going. Right, Ari Aster, let us suck your dick. <laughs> Um, which popular horror film was inspired by real events that took place in Gainesville, Florida in the early 90s? Oh, oh, Florida. Ah. I mean, there's so much stuff that happens in Florida. I know so much and so little about Florida. I have family there and I've been to like two places. Mm -hmm. Like Disney and Boca. (laughs) (laughs) So I really don't know. I feel like this has to be a drink. Yeah, yeah. Really? I knew that. I said that in my mind. It's Scream. I just feel like, I mean, in my mind, I was like, it's Scream. And I didn't want to say because it's like, well, that's the obvious one. I didn't realize it was it was like real events that took place. But like, you know, it's the biggest thing of the 90s. So. Sure. I've also completely overlooked the 90s part i was thinking strictly of florida <laughs> that's fair how long did it take to film the blair witch project oh i need parameters i don't know for an open-ended answer like this that's a drink eight, eight days, days. i was thinking days I, I was thinking like a short-term filming yes um, there's only two more questions for this then we'll switch to different quiz all right 
What was almost the title of Friday the 13th movies? Oh my God, I know this. And yet it, I cannot say. Um, one second, one second, one second. No, I'm drinking. <laughs> You're gonna drink more. Long Night at Camp Blood. It's terrible. What a fucking awful it. movie. They couldn't think of Sleepaway Camp before Sleepaway Camp thought of Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. And finally, for this quiz, which horror film actress slept in bloody clothes for three days to nail the look of a gory scene? Um, <laughs> that, I feel like, must have been in, like, the 60s or something. I feel like it's got to be Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Uh, it's very possible. Are we doing the answer? We'll do that, yeah. Linda Blair. Sissy Spacek? Oh. oh you know what? I didn't, sense. we're gonna drink, but I I didn't say Sissy Spacek, but that makes sense. I It had to be on a Stephen King-inspired fucking set that they made Sissy Spacek sleep in blood. Mama, Sissy Spacek, even, I'm so sorry, sweetie. That wasn't even filmed by an auteur, or was it? It was by De Palma, so... Oh, oh. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. How are we going to conclude? Um, okay. So, as always, the, oh, we have to give our like ads and then the email, and then we can fuck off. You can go and like fix what your what Corey has done to your back. Um, so, this is a great time to end because Kibby has like real world problems to deal with. And probably I should too because I've drank so much this evening. But, um, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're not one of the three friends who has found us, thanks again for finding us. Um, I am Matt. You can find me at Emberg Horror on Twitter. It'll be listed in the description. Um, as always, if you have suggestions for movies we should watch or anything else, you can email us at thedeadinsidepodcast at gmail.com. Kibby, where can we find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at guts underscore tank those guts g-u-t-s underscore tank t-a-n-k yes and as always i also have an instagram but it's none of your fucking business so we love you very much for listening i love you kibby and we're gonna go so bye, bye.